for The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Each time the Democratic Party opens the mouth, it talks about the ANC. Only, nothing else. It cannot talk about itself. What is it that is going to do? Because all it knows is oppressing. Not changing the situation. The snake gives birth to another snake does not give birth to a dog. Those who go around saying, please vote for us, will change this country. They are dreaming whilst awake. They said a few years ago that the deer would never grow. But hey, they said no, the, the deer has hit the ceiling. You know, it must only represent one race and it will stay in the suburbs and it will remain a party for only a few. Bebe Teta. Tina Besingena. What they can't believe is that when we walk in communities, people say, the DA is our home. It is our future. What matters now is that no one forfeits their right to vote. Voters who wanted to support the NFP will need to choose an alternative. They will need to decide where their support will best serve the needs of self-delivery. Our message to NFE supporters has not changed. From the moment the NFE was formed, we declared that we would never close the door. We would welcome anyone back. There will never be a drop of blood. We use the cross. Let's use the cross. The cross is more powerful than burning of tires. Let us not burn tires. Let us not burn clinics. That is my clinic. That is your clinic. EFF will need that clinic. We are taking over. Don't burn a clinic in our name. The idea is that uh, black people must really come together, especially uh, black people, uh, try and resolve uh, their issues through solidarity and this is what has been lacking in the last 20 years or so of our freedom. We have lost the heart for uh, one another. We are no longer restoring one another's dignity and worth as a people. And that's why 20 years after freedom, we've not been able to look after one another the way we ought to. And uh, that is what we are discussing on the forum at 8 this morning, the opposition political parties on the 2016 local government elections. Now, political parties across the country are winding up their election campaigns ahead of next week's polls. And uh, the uh, uh, it's only five days left, effectively, because you'll start casting special votes at the beginning of the week. And, of course, next Wednesday is a D-Day. And on the forum at 8 this morning, we speak to some of the political parties and and uh, hear what they have to say about uh, the political campaign thus far and what their views are on it. But more importantly, we want to hear from you what sort of impression the various parties have made on you. So uh, joining us for this morning's uh, discussion is Rifilwe Nseche from uh, the Democratic Alliance. She's the national spokesperson in studio with me. Thanks for coming through. Thanks, Sakina, and good morning to your listeners. We have to us on the line um, the National Chairperson of the Economic Freedom Fighters Advocate, Dali Mpofu. Thanks for your time as well. 
Good morning, Sakina. Thank you, and good morning to your listeners. And also joining us this morning is the IFP's uh, member of uh, Daily Election Committee, uh, Mr. Mkulego Sengwa. Thanks for your time as well. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning morning to your listeners. And I must just indicate the other party that was invited uh, for this morning's discussion was the African National Congress, and uh, they have uh, declined our offer, saying that they've concluded their election debates and therefore will not participate. So these are the three parties we're working with this morning. And um, I want to start uh, by uh, just talking about the local, um, the, 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 the candidates list for this local government election. And do you feel, do you believe that as a party you have got it spot on that the people you have on those lists are not those that people will see on the 3rd of august and never again let me start with you as the da look sakina one of the things that we've been able to do as the da which is significant is we've got a candidate and in some wards we've even got more than one candidate ready to represent in every single ward in south africa today and that shows you where, how serious that we are about taking people, South Africans, seriously. And second to that is um, some of our candidates are people who have actually rejected ANC corruption and say they want to join the DA in terms of making sure that we do service delivery because they, can re- they don't want to be associated with corruption anymore. I mean, last week I did some road shows around the country. And as far as Limpopo, you can see people are willing and ready to serve with us as the DA and aligning to what our values are. So it's a significant thing. And with us, because of our performance assessment, people are expected to be on the ground and be available at reasonable hours to voters. And um, what measures do you have in place to make sure that beyond, you know, the election hype, that people actually do commit themselves to those wards and, and, and to the constituencies and actually do the job that they were elected for? I think um, the DA is all one party that throughout we've always performance assessed our councillors and any, pol- any public rep and saying it's public, it's councillors, MPLs, even MPs, there's a performance assessment that you go through. So at the beginning of a term, your standards and what is expected of you is set out and what you have to do. And then every quarter, you actually go through an assessment. And part of it includes being available on the ground, doing what you need to do in, ter- in terms of serving your community. And if that does not happen, well, how does the We have get fired councillors for not performing. And obviously, if people feel that they're not seeing their councillor being visible on the ground, we investigate the situation. And if warrant be, and we feel that you're not serving, you can actually be fired in the DA for non-performance. Because if you're not visible to your voters, that constitutes part of non-performance and you can be fired. And it's happened in the past that we've let councillors go because of non-performance. Advocate Mpofu, how confident is the EFF and its candidates list and uh, their ability to perform? Thank you, Sakina. We are uh, more than confident. Um, and the reason for that is because we started as early as October last year to issue uh, very stringent guidelines uh, to our own uh, membership as to what uh, an EFF counsellor, uh, what attributes they are. You'll notice that our our manifesto actually has a dedicated section. I'm not sure if there's any other part that does that. That a dedicated section as to what attributes will be expected from uh, a, an EFF counsellor, what they should do, where they should live, 
what their uh, telephone number is, uh, how, you know, availability, 24 hours and so on. So we did a, lo- a lot of those so that people, those people who would uh, stand as candidates would know exactly what they are in for, that basically they're going to be losing their lives uh, to, 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 to the people for the next five years. And um, so it was, it's quite a stringent uh, expectation list, and it's something that we're going to monitor on a monthly basis. Uh, we have committed to that. Uh, for example, we have said that each councillor must have a meeting with um, the people for uh, once a month in, uh, minimum. And that is something that we're going to monitor together with the communities, uh, because the communities are going to be our police people in, in that regard. That is why Sakina, you have not seen uh, people, you know, killing each other to become EFS councillors because I think they realise that it's it's quite a, a difficult thing to do, and so we've got only those people who are prepared to to um, you know to perform that uh, very unenviable task. And what about integrity? Are you confident in the integrity of the people that you have put up w- <laughs> uh, for these elections and that they are above reproach? Thank you. No, that's that's crucial. I mean, integrity is is part of of what we, we have listed. Uh, but as you know, uh, you know, uh, integrity can be professed and not and not practiced. So uh, we have very very uh, clear uh, guidelines as to what will happen and how it will happen if anybody is found wanting. Um, and and you know, I, I when I go around speaking in community meetings, I actually call up the councillor. And then I say to the community, this is what is expected of this person. If they don't do it, please let us know, and this is what will happen to them. And if they feel that it's too harsh, then they can withdraw uh, right now. So we, we will ensure, and I always say that, you know, please, we, we, we want to make an example of, with somebody. So before the end of this year, I'm sure somebody will be fired. So don't be the first one. And and, and so that kind of of of. of uh, accountability and saying it openly to the communities is, is something that w- we're hoping will be able to catch out those who, who might be deviant um, uh, as it were. Um, Mr. Sengwa, the IFP, what's your view on all of this? Well, we're quite satisfied, Sakina, that we have been thorough in the process of nominating and selecting candidates who are representing the party, either as wards or PR councillors. It's been a process which was driven by the structures at branch level and constituency level. And all candidates have signed a pledge um, of good governance and commitment to working for the communities which have elected them, within to another trust which has been bestowed on them. The president of the party as well is leading the charge as he has signed a pledge of ensuring that these councillors um, will perform. On top of that, our political oversight committee um, has already begun the processes um, of ensuring that when people come into office, um, they will be able to receive the necessary um, training and the expectations will be spelled out um, in very clear terms in terms of what they do that they need to do. This process of accountability in terms of councillors and pledges um, started in 2006. At every election since then, we have um, embarked on it, and it has yielded results um, because we have fired councillors who have failed to perform, have been not available, and those that have gone AWOL. And we have done so even at the expense of us having to contest by-elections because we have realized that it's the people that come first, and we cannot continue having councillors 
um, who are not serving the interests of the people. So we've put the people first, even if it has meant that we have to now go into by-election. So we are pretty confident that we've got candidates who are equal to the task and are ready to serve the people. Well, I want to open the lines. Our listeners have quite a lot to say about uh, these elections and how uh, the lead-up has been. 891 uh, Also, SMS us to 34701. Tweet or Facebook AM Live on SAFM. And we have tons of those. And I just want to run through some of them to give you a sense of what the listeners are saying. Uh, Kina Sipeto says, um, why are there no rallies and door-to-door campaigns in the Santons and the Fairy Glens, etc.? So seemingly this is something that just goes to the townships. That's where you do rallies and door-to-door campaigns. We'll get an answer for that. Mos Musweo says, um, it would be great to see this joint opera, uh, 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 joint operations being undertaken even after the elections to continue building communities. Dr. Soli Khatle says, the snake that the president is talking about has grown too big and is going to bite painfully on the 3rd of August, uh, talking about uh, the sound that we played uh, just before we started the discussion and then uh, Ukaba says, uh, Sakina, that awkward moment when Musi Maimane says black people and white people will unite, but white people keep calling us monkeys. Uh, uh, Ramarwasi says, um, are race, uh, the DA are racist, uh, but the ones from uh, the coalition government and members of the ANC aren't. Someone, please balance me on this one. Anti-revolutionary says, um, our president equates the DA to apartheid, but uh, the National Party, how ironic, given the self-same National Party uh, merged with the ANC. And then Cyprian Genella says, ANC um, f- fished out uh, veterans for the campaigns. They are saying we should listen to people that they refuse to listen to um, when they called for Zuma to resign. And then Anon Cognito says, I can bet my good money that Musi Maimane does not quote Steve Biko during uh, DA federal me- meetings. And Mpumzi says, Musi quotes Biko and then he flips the whole thing out of context. Katide's contribution is that Steve Biko wasn't a member of the ANC, so uh, that gives some of us reason not to join or follow this multiracial party. Uh, Panama Paper Trail says, uh, the new kid on the block, the EFF, has less resource, um, not much on TV or radio, but they have foot sh- uh, soldiers. I commend Malema and his fighters for that. Harold Khatla says, Sakina, I personally believe South Africa will be a better nation under coalition governments, uh, political parties working together. And uh, diehard Malazi says, um, people open your ears, listen and watch politicians like hawks when it comes to voting. Otherwise, we, you will take to the streets again. And um, Deface Picasso says, please ask those uh, party representatives, why should students vote? when their needs are ignored about the fees situation. So just some of what our listeners are saying on uh, the social media platforms through messages, but uh, we're going to go to the lines and hear uh, if they have any questions for you. Let's go to uh, Tapelo in Bethlehem. Good morning, Tapelo. Good morning, morning, morning. Okay, uh, what I wanted to say is that uh, majority of the parties, uh, except the only party, the EFF, uh, to a certain extent, you can call, you can call them racist, because most of the time when they approach the black voters, what they do there is they just give people half truths or quarter truths. They don't give people uh, uh, the, the genuine information. And what what is happening is that it it gives uh, uh, other uh, other people a perspective that our people are imbeciles. 
So I, I think if they can iron out that, when they, especially when they come to the issues of rights, they must not pursue propaganda because our people have been have been living under propaganda for for for, for most of the time. And the other issue is that uh, with regard uh, to the EFL. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm making a plea to uh, Advocate Dalun Bofu to investigate the issues of nepotism with regard to the Shabe municipality. He must send the structures there because what, what has happened there uh, with regard to the PR list, the people have been nominated on the basis of having relationship with a particular person. Okay. girlfriend and boyfriend situation and being a relative of some boot. So we can't, we can't make a pact with certain by agreeing uh, uh, with uh, corrupt activities. Thank you so much, Tapelo in Bethlehem. Asa in Kiani, good morning. Um, two things quickly. Né? Um, number one, I, I, I want to commend uh, the elephant, the African National Congress, for remaining strong and for keeping their promises. As young people in the ANC, we are glad because, number one, the old Lutuli House have promised that there will be 40%, at least 40% representation of young people in the uh, 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 candidate councillors. And we have seen that happening. I've been driving around. We've seen in the Northwest, we've seen in Gauteng, young people are prepared to be what councillors. So there will be lots of changes in terms of service delivery. So I want to commend Lutwell House for that. It's a very good thing. We are very happy about that as young people, although we'll never be satisfied. Number two, lastly, I'm very worried about this pastor called Musimaima. He's very obsessed about President Zuma. I, I wonder if, if, if he, he, he understands very well their policies of their own DA that, that they are pushing because everywhere he goes, whatever, that he, whatever he says, he's speaking about President Zuma. I, I wonder if that's what his people wants, wants to hear. He's very obsessed about our president. It's us who must talk about President Zuma. If we're worried about him, we'll talk about him. If we're happy about him, we'll talk about him. But in close, I'm saying the ANC will take over, will, will continue leading this, this country. Thank you so much, uh, Asa and Guiane. Let's speak to Dave in Durban. Good morning, Dave. Hi. Uh, I'd like to uh, find something out from the DA. I've been a DA supporter from the days of the DP, you know, in the 1.75% party. But what I'm seeing now is totally contrary to what they talk about, integrity and accountability. I'll give you an example. I live in Durban, Itegrini, a ward called 69. Uh, our councillor was uh, redeployed somewhere else. They brought in a, council, a DA councillor was the chief whip in Itigwini. She's been absent for about the last three years. We hardly see her. She doesn't even work with the DA structures. She's arrogant. We've complained. But the problem is she is the wife of the mayoral candidate of uh, Itigwini, the DA uh, in Itigwini. So she's untouchable. But they talk about integrity and you know how they screen the councillors and accountability, which is a lie. And for the first time in my life, I'm not sure who to vote for. They, they've put a candidate in our area. If you look at his record, he stood for the ANC 2006, unsuccessful. He joined the Minority Front 2011, and, and now he's joined the DA. So what sort of, uh, you know, councillors are you putting? You talk about all these panels you have and that kind of thing. I think it's a whitewash because we've been part of the party, and a lot of things we read about, it doesn't come through branches. All no. right. Thanks so much, Dave. Uh, Tlolani in Tlokwe, good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. You know, 
people of Togo should not be fooled by celebrity politicians. We have seen people, you know, bussing Zuma and others coming and address us about local problems. They don't know anything about it. He comes to push and start to talk about how vote if you vote for independence. People of Togo have trust in an independent party whose leader is David Kolekam, who have exposed the ANC and the IEC of their wrongdoings. You know, the other thing is, secondly, you know, one has to be really highly disappointed in the ANC. Because yes, the president come to parties and tell people that if you vote for this party, it's a racist. Office, who's the racist now? I mean, our president is dividing us. I want to say to people, elect people whom you know. Don't elect because we have seen these celebrities, we have taken photos with them. It's not going to assist you. After fourth, you will start going to the street. In Tokwe, we will go in numbers, vote out the ANC with independence because independent are people from local who have never fought for any, any, any what called powers in the ANC. David Camus, ANC, they used to call and say, come to us, we'll give you a portion in a, in a, in a what call it, in a provincial, you know, structures. He refused to do so because he was principled. We want to, I want to call all people of Togo who are listening today to say, vote for people that you know who are always going to address your problem. Not people who will vote because somebody came here and you have the photo of him, they give you food parcel. After the photo, those food parcel won't be there. You are not only hungry once in a year. You are only hungry all the time. Independent, independent will make sure that Togo gets back to where it belongs to the people of Togo, not to the people of Jacob Zuma, who only comes only when there is problems to say, yes, the slate, they cut those who, who don't favor him, they only favor those who favor them. That's all I want to say. Thanks. Thank you so much, uh, Tolani. And um, interesting that people are raising these issues because I started by asking the parties that very question about the integrity of those candidate lists. But let's hear from Sam in uh, Alexandria. Good morning. Uh, hello. Uh I wanted to ask uh, uh, DMM, uh, DNA, uh, the person who represents DA, that uh, since the DA says that it will increase the uh, access to municipality service, uh, nobody should be uh, denied access to these services due to cost. Uh, what I wanted to ask is that, uh, like, how, how are they going to do that? Hello? How are they going to do what, Sam? Uh, how are they, are they going to increase this uh, access to municipality service without uh, uh, cost, like uh, electricity uh, cost? Like some of the people are, uh, they can afford, they can't afford uh, uh, to buy electricity and water stuff like that. I see what you're saying. Thank you so much, Sam and Alexandra. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to uh, the Forum at 8 this morning. And this morning, uh, speaking to opposition political parties in the lead-up to next week's polls, and we have with us uh, DA National Spokesperson Rifilu Nseche. We also have Advocate Dali Mpofu, a National Chairperson of the EFF and IFP Member of Daily Election Committee, Mr. Kulego Tlengwa. And uh, listening to our um, uh, callers here and what they have raised, and it goes back to the question that we started off with, the integrity of the candidate 
candidates list. And let me just uh, add uh, these messages as well. Uh, Tsepo says, um, the candidates on the ward ballots are not easily accessible. They don't have public profiles, not even social media profiles. So raises the question again of how do people even get in touch with these candidates? Um, uh, at Angie says, hi, SK, uh, please ask your guests if their councillor candidates are actively involved in communities where they reside. And then a few others, uh, Sipo says, elections in South Africa are about resources. If you don't have resources, you struggle. Those are the sentiments of the UDM. And uh, this one from Spiwa says, the problem with the opposition, especially in KZN, is that they fight and sabotage each other. Look at the NFP. The IFP has a hand in what is going on there. And I'm sure Mr. Tlengwa would like to respond to that. A few others, Nkosing Pilem Tunu says, I think EFFSA has made these uh, coming elections interesting with coalition governments on the cards. And Sisle Mafa says, um, I have hope in the EFF, especially advocate Dali Mpofu, because he's shown a good heart on the Marikana miners and it shows uh, things will change under the EFF. Well, will they? Let's hear your views. 891 But let's get back to uh, what our callers were raising. Um, in spite of what you guys had said to basically allay the fears out there, people are not buying it. People are not convinced that these candidates that you have put up on your list will actually come through. Um, uh, the, the integrity is questioned. The accountability methods are questioned. Um, uh, uh, Dave even calling it a whitewash by the DA in terms of how the lists are drawn up. So let's get some responses. Let's start with you, Rifilwa. Thanks, Akina. I think I'm going to start with Sam's question in terms of access to municipal services. I think even if you look at um, Badil Hotla's stats in terms of um, best packaging or for indigents, we actually in the country have the best um, packaged, which is water, free water, free electricity, free refuse removal for people who actually can't afford in South Africa. The second thing I want to say to him is if you look at government and what we've been pushing in parliament in terms of social grants when ANC proposed an increase we proposed an even bigger increase for things like um, child grants and old age grants as well as disability grants and that was voted out by the ANC so we do advocate free services for people who actually cannot afford then that we, speaks to Sam's question that speaks to Sam's question then he we talked about issues of um Councillors being accessible. If you look at our performance assessment, we actually say to councillors they need to be available from around 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I think people don't actually understand where to escalate issues when their councillors are not performing. So I think people must be educated that look for who the constituency head is for the DA and report that person. And normally when you find, I, I don't want to name people, but like the KZN caller who talked about a husband and wife. At one stage, we have we had a limited pool of people wanting to stand for the DA, but we will never put family members in the same sphere of government. So you might find a sister at a local government and a brother as an MPL or an MP. But now that the party is growing, obviously we're pulling wider, but we can't eradicate that from the past because before we had a a smaller pool of people wanting to stand for the DA. Now that we're able to put people in every single ward, as I've said, in South Africa today, things are going to be very different. But people must, again, learn to escalate issues. If you're not happy with the person who's been put and how they are working together because you're saying it's husband and wife, have you considered writing to the provincial leader, which is Zwakele Nguango, 
or if not, there is a website um, email address that goes directly to Musi's office, which is leader at da.org.za. And obviously that gets escalated and gets investigated to try and sort out that issue. What about the party being proactive and going back to the people and hearing what their concerns are? Can't the party do that? No, no. What I'm saying, Sakina, is obviously we can't be proactive if we don't know that there's issues. So I'm giving people, because normally if Musi finds... Those emails come through to Musi's office. It's redirected to the necessary provincial leadership to intervene when there's concerns like that that are being raised. So we can't always know what the concerns are unless people let us know what the concerns are. That's why we've got that leader at da.org.za. I encourage the caller to please write to that email address so that either it goes to the provincial leadership for investigation to resolve whatever the issues are. If you don't have a visible councillor, that is absolutely unacceptable. One of the key performance areas of the councillor is to be accessible, especially by telephone. Then the other reality I want to bring, not everybody can be on social media. I've been to places as far as Mkhalakwena and Limpopo where people don't even have um, smartphones, but they are accessible if you phone them on their actual phone. So not social media is not for everybody. And we mustn't lump um, municipalities together. Mm. Where people are more affluent, obviously they'll have more access. But when you go out into places like villages and etc., we need to accommodate that. Sometimes people know where their counselor lives and can go there or they should be able to phone the person and find the person. And then uh, the EFF also seemingly falling foul to uh, some of these allegations, Advocate Mpofu. No, I think, Sakina, your analysis is completely wrong. I think six of or five of the people who phoned uh, have said they have confidence in the uh, EFF and the process that they've done. Yes, there was that one gentleman. The reason for that is because, uh, as I said, we our processes have been very, very transparent, and they even form a part of our of our manifesto. But the reason why people have confidence in the EFF is because in this election you can actually say that it's the EFF versus uh, the rest. It's the only party that deals with the real issue that uh, the big elephant in the room, which is inequality. Inequality in South Africa, which was deliberately uh, created over centuries, where black people, the only reason they were uh, welcomed in, in, uh, in the so-called white areas was insofar as they can provide cheap labor. And to get them there, their land had to be taken away from them so that their lifestyle could be changed. Now, you can't do what all the other parties believe in the so-called NDP, which is just a, 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 a elastoplastic kind of blueprint that doesn't even go to the fundamental issues uh, of South Africa. And um, if you don't deal with that kind of inequality, that's why, for example, the EFS is the only party in this election that says you must abolish the tender system you must, to, so that you can create jobs and deal with inequality. Uh, so that you can also deal with corruption because uh, the tender system is, uh, is the bane of South African society. So that, 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 that is why the people are expressing confidence in us because we are the only party that is prepared to deal with the underlying issues. You know, you can't just say I'm going to provide electricity or water. You must go as to why it is that certain areas uh, people don't have water. In certain areas people don't have toilets, the basic needs. And understand that this is not a poor country. Why are they, do we have so many poor people? It is because of deliberate uh, uh, policies that, uh, that, that, that brought us here. The ANC talks about people um, being obsessed.
obsessed with Zuma and all that. And uh, the others being uh, part of the National Party. The National Party disintegrated and went into two different organizations, the DA and the ANC. The DP, which was uh, the the kind of liberal uh, part of of, of white society, only got 1.7%. It was only after they absorbed the National Party that they they, they grew. So, and... uh, 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 attracted the famous barrels of this world and so on. So the ANC and the PA are two sides of the same coin, and they want to maintain the status quo, and they want to to reform apartheid, which is a, a, a logical impossibility. We say that it must be changed completely. Mm. And uh, that's why this election is important, because that message resonated with 6% of the electorate in 2014, and we're hoping that in this election it will resonate with much, much more and a larger number of people. And therefore, then it will give hope to our people that one of these days uh, South Africa will be changed for the first time. So if you see them as two sides of the same coin and um, uh, seemingly there's talk about coalition governments and some of the metros and uh, naturally some of the smaller municipalities that might happen as well. Who then would you be willing to go into coalition with? Well, we're not really going to go into coalitions per se, but what we've said is that we are going to have uh, partnerships of the opposition. Let me tell you, uh, give you an example. If, for argument's sake, um, in Soane or, or, or somewhere, um, the, the majority of the voters have voted the ANC at less than uh, 50%, that, for a ruling party, that message is simply that the people do not want to be ruled by them anymore because of the corruption, because of all the things that have happened. So we are not going to be the ones who bring the ANC through the back door against the wishes of the people. And that is why we talk about partnerships of opposition parties, but those partnerships must be based on principles. If we say we want for our clinics in every community, we want the bucket system to be finished, any party that will be uh, a part of, of, of that partnership with us must agree on those targets. If they don't, then we are happy to serve as an opposition party. We, we, we're not going to be obsessed with uh, positions and all that. So it, partnerships will be principled mainly with opposition parties to ensure that uh, our program is, is, is advanced. And, um, you know, and, and that, that should not surprise anybody. Remember, when we got to parliament, for example, now, our first thing was to say to the ANC, in terms of retaining the land, you now have 62% and we have 6%. Let's combine that because we need 66% to retain our people's land. And they refused. So we were even prepared to, to do that. It didn't mean we were going to join the ANC, but it meant we wanted our people's land to come back. So that it is in that fashion that we will, um, we will have any cooperation with anybody. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. And speaking to opposition parties ahead of next week's uh, 3rd of August polls, and uh, we have with us uh, in studio uh, from the DA, Rifilwe Nseche, we have Advocate Ali Mpofu of the EFF, and from the IFP, we have Mr. Mkulego Tlengwa. And Mr. Tlengwa, your opportunity to respond to what the listeners have raised. Thank you very much. I just want to zoom in quickly on the issue of the NFP and the allegations being leveled against us. Mm-hmm. I want to be very clear. The IFP <clears throat> takes no choice in what has happened to the NFP. In 2011, the IFP was unable to contest elections in Umzombe on the south coast of Oslo, Natal, and Dumalanga province because we were unable to submit our paperwork on time. 
Therefore, these are difficulties we understand very well and don't wish them on any party. Secondly, the NFP youth movement then has made wild goose allegations saying that we have bribed certain leaders of the NFP into not meeting the deadline. We're challenging the NFP to produce chapter and verse evidence to that effect. But I can assure South Africans that we have got no hand that has happened in the NFP because we don't operate like that. We're not the kind of party which thrives on cheap and dirty, corrupt politics. Honesty is the driving principle behind what we do. We do not take anything that has happened, and we regret that there have been instances of violence and threats which continue to be made against IFP. And as you heard in the Half Past Eight Bulletin, the president of the IFP has expressed concern because senior leaders of the NFP are threatening by-elections post the elections. We want to call for sobriety of mind at this point in time and to urge NFP members not to give up their right to vote. The elections will continue and we're not going to allow the leaders of the NFP who through their own incompetence have created this situation. In fact, I think the NFP has got a duty and responsibility to South Africans to explain how it is that they did not meet the deadline. If it was issues of not having the money, then they must say so. But to go around accusing people and then stirring the pot, which could potentially erupt in violence, as we've already seen um, in Onongoma, in Dombe, in Olund, and other certain parts of the country, is totally unacceptable. So, And I want to urge NFP members that they still have a home in the IFP. The fact that we had a split in 2011 did not close the door on them coming back home. They should should know that we continue to serve the people as we serve the people with them, and they can continue to identify with what it is that we have to offer. So let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, but let us be responsible about how we go about our electioneering, and honesty must be the driving principle. I want to emphasize the fact of trust, because quite frankly, there's a trust deficit, as callers have expressed, between public representatives and the people. And we have a duty and responsibility as political parties to enforce the regulations which we propose in terms of how our councillors will perform. That is why I was emphasizing earlier on that the IFP has got a pledge of good governance, which speaks to issues of access. Councillors must be available 24-7, 365 days a year for the full five-year term. Because challenges don't have a time frame. If there's a fire at 2 o'clock in the morning, we cannot wait to call a councillor at half past 8 in the morning. Therefore, it is important that councillors are available and for communities not only to be participants of the electoral process on election day and then sit back. We're encouraging an active citizenry whereby citizens on a daily basis say themselves, hold councillors accountable, interact with councillors and expect and demand more of those that they have elected. So we don't want to confine the participation of South Africans only to elections. We're expecting a partnership on a daily basis so that we can be able to sort out the problems that they face because life is a daily struggle for South Africans and we really want to emphasize on the issue of access. That is how we're going to be able to rebuild the relationship and for us to have a trust surplus as opposed to the current trust deficit which is there because there's a disconnect. And the ISP is committed to that. That is why we have previously fired councillors who have failed outright in their duties, have not been accessible to communities because nobody must be paid a salary to sit at home and do nothing when our people on a daily basis are finding it difficult to make ends meet. 
Luzugo, I see your email about EFF land grab uh, that took place uh, yesterday and few people are asking about the land question. And uh, also, uh, Makeba, I see you, uh, the only competent and incorruptible black people are those who are members of the DA. Uh, ANC, uh, we are told, is corrupt and incompetent and must be replaced by the DA. The ANC is a party born of the people's struggles and the DA is born of white privilege, so says Makeba in Pretoria. And then Abe Musiwa says, um, Sakina Refilwe lies. Um, uh, that narration of sending my money an email and again it being escalated to provincial leadership. What happens if the provincial leadership is implicated then, uh, like in Mangawung? Uh, that's the comment there. But let's take a few calls as well. And Tate Bukhotse and Calvin, good morning. Hey, Sakina, long time, man. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, Sakina, you know, um, the ANC professes to be the the torchbearers of democracy. I would like to know from them. It's a pity they don't have a representative there. You know, we overwhelmingly rejected, you know, with the placards, with the marches, with the petitions, and rejected the toll gates. They forced them down our throats. They are here to stay. Secondly, traffic lights more often than not, even at major intersections, are often off, uh, are not working. Road markings have faded. They, the roads have become a hazard as a result. Garbage collection is erratic. In the area that I stay in, garbage collection is due on Fridays. They will not come on a Friday. They will not come on a Saturday. They will come on a Sunday afternoon. And in summer, the smell from those dustbins is overwhelming. Rebates. They will advertise in the media that people who are over 65 can apply for rates rebates. I have applied, Sakina. I'm not saying somebody else. I applied and submitted my, my applications in Friedman Street. In their, in their offices in Santin, no response. The following year, I went to their head office in Grandfontein, submitted my application, no response. I wrote an email, complained about them. I got a one-liner, submit again. That's it. Now, how do I go to the polls and put my ex against people who are giving us this type of service? Okay. Thank you, Sakina. Thank you, Ntate Bukhosi and Calvin. Let's hear from Natalie in Boxburg. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, thanks. And you? I'm good, thank you. I just want to thank the, the DA representative and for the DA for being visible in our community. Um, I would like to share a, a, a personal story. Very my, quickly. My Yes, okay. <laughs> My mother owns an RDP house. And at the time the house was built, uh, we had to to move back to my granny's place because they fell ill. And my mother had to look after him. But then uh, the, 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 the ANC member that was uh, in control of the tender sold my mother's RDP house for 900 rand. And my mother was uh, going... Um, to complain, wanting her RDP house back. And then she found help from the DA councillor, Vicky Lawrence. 
She helped her with all the procedures. She helped, she helped her got uh, back her title deed. And then um, I just want to thank the representative for choosing DA as the political party and for uh, for believing in change. Thank okay, you so very thanks, much. Okay, thanks, Natalie in Boxburg. Let's go to Tuli in Joburg. Good morning, Tuli. Morning, how are you, Sakina? Well, thanks, and you, Tuli? I'm good, thanks. I just want to ask the DA just one question. Um, when Musi uh, said if the DA takes control of the ANC Mandela Bay Metro, that he said they will reduce the high level rate of uh, youth unemployment. I just want to know um, how are they planning to do that um, when he was addressing the supporters in Port Elizabeth? Thank you so much, Tuli. Okay, uh, let's answer those questions, uh, starting with you, Rifilwe. Thank you so much, Sakina. First of all, I want to respond to Advocate Dalim Bafu that NDP is not a DA policy. We've got our own policies. And then I want to know, I want to also remind him that Malema said a couple of years ago that he would die defending Jacob Zuma. And today he says he would remove ANC through the barrel of the gun. To me, it sounds like EFF is a disgruntled son of the ANC. And I I want South Africans that one day the son will go back to his father. Speaking of the NDP, a few people asking, so what is the DA's position on we the land We talk question. on economic growth. We have talked about giving people title deeds. If you look at title deeds, we have been the biggest issuer of title deeds. You can even look at Statistics South Africa. We also talk about something like shares, where people must get skills in terms of rural land redistribution, where we say a person should work with a farmer for about five years, understand what happens in farming, and then from there, take their shares or a portion of the farm. But by that time, the person has been upskilled in order to be able to manage the farm so that the farm does not remain fallow. But I mean, Shakina, I hope you have another day to talk to land redistribution because I'm giving you a very summarized version Mm -hmm. of our land redistribution. The second thing I want to talk to is EFF has always been talking about nationalizing crashes. One thing I want to say to them is the DA does not believe in nationalizing crashes because actually we believe that the existing crashes, because there's about more than 10 crashes in any ward you go to in South Africa. What we need to do is actually rather capacitate the existing crashes and make those into businesses. That's how you actually start creating employment and make sure that they are compliant because a lot of the crashes today are actually not compliant. Nationalizing means you're taking bread away from people. Mm. Then I want to take on some. I want to just redress all the. Unfortunately, questions that I can't give you me. an opportunity to go through all of them in the interest of time. Let's hear from Advocate Dalim Pofu. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't think uh, I can respond to some of the frivolous stuff here. Let me put it this way: that Demko is, is very correct. Well, our message is that you know every vote counts, but more importantly, when you are voting, you are sending a message. You know, you are sending a message as to what kind of future you want. If you are voting for the ANC, then you are saying you are happy with the status quo. You are saying you are happy that uh, our people continue to use the packet system, that there are children who are still learning under trees today, that billions and billions go into corruption, and that uh, you know informal settlements are springing up everywhere. You are happy with that. That's fine. Then you must vote for the ANC. If you want to vote for to preserve white privilege, and to ensure that the status quo is, is actually reversed into, <coughs> into what we had before. And remember that even during the times of apartheid, there were black people who, appar- who supported uh, the apartheid system and were prepared to serve it and were even prepared uh, to go to the army and, and, and die for it. 
then you vote for the DA. It's fine. If you think maybe our solution is that we must go back to, to, to that past, then that's what you need to do. Okay. And, and have people like Rafino who are prepared to, you know, who are not prepared to forgive uh, Julius for having supported uh, Zuma, even though he has apologized. But they are prepared to forgive white people who have not apologized for all the, uh, the, the, the oppression. Okay. And, and not only to do that, but to support them. Well, I need to give Mr. Sengwa an opportunity, but I, I'm going to speak to you tomorrow. I think we need to follow up on that land grab situation that happened over the weekend, uh, because I want to hear from the EFF whether that is indeed okay. the case and what happened there. Mr. Sengwa? No, thank you much, Sakina. I just want to say that in the final analysis, when corruption thrives in municipalities, it is citizens who bear the brutal brunt of that corruption. And in the absence of consequences and accountability and an adherence to the MFMA and other national treasury regulations, we would have not done justice to the financial management of our, of our municipalities and have not served our people. It is for that reason why the IFP is proposing a corruption court to deal specifically with the violations and transgressions of the PFMA, MFMA, and other treasury regulations because we need to put a stop to people's stealing people's money and robbing our communities. But we want to say to the people of South Africa, yes, and we want to say to the people of South Africa, the IFP has got a tried and tested um, track record of service delivery, and they can count on that track record as a basis on which to prove what we have done, what it is that we want to do moving forward. And they can place their trust in us because we exist on a daily basis to serve the collective interests of our people, regardless of which political party they come from, because poverty, suffering, homelessness, hunger knows no political party. And the continuing habits of some municipalities where people need to produce membership cards in order for them to access services is a gross violation of our human rights and further entrenches the trust deficit which currently characterizes local government. And then the 3rd of August is an opportunity for us to put an end to that type of governance and introduce good governance which will serve our people on a daily basis for the next five years and beyond. Well, thanks to all of you for participating this morning. And of course, uh, the NFP appearing before the Electoral Court on the 29th. So all eyes on there because they say they have new evidence uh, to support uh, some of the allegations they've been making. And of course, uh, we'll speak to the EFF about that land grab situation. Uh, We'll definitely try tomorrow. And uh, that's where we have to leave it, unfortunately. Uh, But it is elections next week and we'll be following up. Right now, time for news with Kumbuzile Tabete.